0: Today is the first day of Chalamayat. So it's obviously very appropriate to talk about Sukkot. Now if you ask the average person, what is Sukkot all about?
1: You know, most people
0: don't know. We know what the mitzvot are, right? You have to sit in a sukkah, right? And besides sitting in a sukkah... To the four species, right, of and Eswig and so on. When you think about it, what really is the uh, the uh, event that Sukkot corresponds to? What is it really, you know? Because basically, every Jewish holiday corresponds to some event in Jewish history. You know, usually it's when the Jews were in the desert. So the question is, what does it correspond to really, you see? Now, the Chazal speak about it, our rabbis, and they say, uh, and this seems to be the main uh, accepted view, it corresponds to the return of the clouds of glory, Anonia Kobe, that completely surrounded the Jewish people in the desert. And could you imagine uh, clouds? Above them, below, and on all sides, six clouds, imagine. And they actually accompanied the Jews wherever they went. And they were incredible clouds. We're not talking here about water vapor, you know. They protected the Jews, you know. They would destroy any type of animal. You couldn't penetrate those clouds. So really, they were tremendous protection. Okay, so Sukkot represents that. that's like, now what? I mean, it's vague, really. So, for that, we should have the whole Sukkot? Because of the return of the clouds of glory? You know, I think Sukkot is basically the least understood holiday, Yom of Jews, that there is. Everybody, everything else, we have a clear understanding they have, uh, you know, Mitzrayim, Egypt, they left Egypt, and then Shavuot, when they received the Torah, you know, the Shona's judgment, the Kippur's kapora forgiveness, Sukkot? clouds return? So that's the question. And that's what I want to answer. What really is what's called the Pimiut? What is the inner meaning of Sukkot? Why... Do we have sukkahs, really? From a different level of understanding. You see. So that's what I wanted to do. Therefore, we can begin by, you know, going through some of the mitzvot, of sukkahs. One mitzvah, obviously, is the sukkah itself. of the sit in the sukkah. Okay. You know, what does that mean? You have to go out of your house, into this makeshift house, you want to call it a hut, uh, you know, uh, you know, and a, a bungalow, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, right? So this is the mitzvah sukkah. Why? Then the second one is the four species, right? You're supposed to take a luluf and an etrog and hadassim and aravos. This is all biblically commanded in and wave it, right? Where, where do you wave it? In halal? Well, I know Ashkenazim do that. I imagine his father do that also. You wave it in Hallel. Not only you wave it, but you wave it to all the four corners of the compass. Right, right, left, front, back, up, down. You see? Why? What is that supposed to mean, really? Then you have other ideas or halakhot, that take place in Sukkot, We say Hoshana, right? As we say it too, Hoshana, Why? Hoshana means save us. You see? Because you are our God, and so on. Why would we say Hoshana on Sukkot? We don't say it on Pesach uh, or Shavuos. So what's the idea of Hoshanas? see? And besides that, we know there's a mitzvah simcha, joy. It says in the Torah, joy, three times, right? It says, and you will be joyful three times in the Torah. Well, you're supposed to be joyful in every holiday, right? So what is special about circus that you're supposed to be joyful? That is the question, okay? Needs to be a special command of joy on Sukkot. So you have that question, you know. Then you have other mitzvot. For instance, the uspizen. There are seven guests that we invite in every day, right? We have Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, and Aaron, right? And then Yosef and David. There are seven. So the question is why. And what is that all about? You know, it's nice if they show up, you know, and believe it or not, in some places they do show up, but you have to be a tremendous sadiq to see them, you know, but there are people who actually put away a chair for them, right? So on. So that's good. That's the closest thing to get them to come. Yeah, exactly. The question is, what's the meaning of this? It's a nice gesture, right? But what's the meaning of this? Then there's what's called, you're supposed to sacrifice. Each day of the seven days, you bring sacrifices. The first day is 13, then 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, and 7. Each day, you bring sacrifices in the Brikami Dash. The total of them is 70. If you add 12, 13, you know, 12, not 12, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. If you add them up, there are 70. Why would we offer 70 oxen for them? In the Beit what's the meaning of that? You know? And then there's what's called the Hamayim, where you pour water, the libations. Which is a tremendous simcha. That the simcha's basis, whoever, that we do, really comes from the temple, where they poured water, and that was incredible joy. Tremendous joy. They used to take water and pour it in one of the corners of the Mizbeah, of the altar. And they had tremendous simcha. In fact, the Gemara says that whoever did not see the joy of that time, has never seen joy in their lives. The question is, why? What does that mean? So what do we begin to see? That there are many mitzvot, that they're there, but like, what does it have to do with sukkah and the species and so on, you see? And then we know that there is a Shemina which It's the eighth day. By us, it's the eighth and ninth. It's the eighth day. And Shemini Atzeres, which is the eighth day of the holiday, is not Sukkos. It's not Sukkos. It's a separate holiday, and that's why you have to make a Shekhi all over again on Shemini Atzeres. Separate holiday. So the question is why? And of course, the famous thing that goes on in Shemini Atzeres is Simchatat Torah. I mean, that's that's the main, right? Why? I would imagine that Simchat Torah should be on Shavuot. That's when they gave the Torah. Right? So if that's the case, that's when we should have the Simcha of receiving the Torah. What does that have to do with Sukkot? You see? It's true that you begin to read the Torah all over again, but that could have started on Shavuot. That can't be the reason. So what does Simchat Torah have to do? with circus so all these questions that you really have and so on. so therefore the question is what does all this have to do with circus really and the reason why they all look separate all these because we don't really know not yet anyway Till after the year <laughs> if you ask anybody what, what is the connection between all this they won't know i would venture to say 98% of the Jewish people have no idea, other than the one I mentioned, why you have Sikor, and even then, why all these mature. See? But the truth is, is that all of this can be understood with one theme. You know, that's the way it always do things. To organize it into one idea, it's like a wheel where you have a hub, and all the spokes come out of the hub. That's really the, really the only way to learn, so on, you know? So I'm going to try to demonstrate that, that this style, this method of learning in this way, is true of Sukkot. So when you leave here, you will understand what Sukkot really is, and why there is such an incredible joy. You know? There was all that puzzled expressions on your face, Hopefully, will change, and you'll have this what's called Eureka moment. Aha, right? It's called the aha moment, right? And you'll understand. You know, it's it's in many ways I always consider consider that it's tragic that Jews are not really many of them, most of them actually, they're not in contact really with the inner depth of Judaism. You know, they know the hara they'll study it and so on. When you ask somebody, what is, what does all this mean with all the questions that I've asked, they don't know, they don't know, yeah. that's obviously what I always try to do, you begin to realize the profound depth of Judaism, once you see what is going on, just like I've done with current events, it's a whole different current events, you know, not current events it's spiritual events it's messianic events which you finally understand because what unites all the events no matter what it is right, is that this is part of the divine plan of creation that's what unites all of this so as such you have to understand what is sukhas all about See, you know this is a very rare Shia very rare You you don't realize that you have information that hardly anybody really has, which is enormously tragic. You want? Test me. Just go over to anybody and ask me, can you tell me what in the world all this is? and How they're all connected? I don't know. Okay. So how do we really begin to understand all this? You have to understand this. I once mentioned, actually. Now we begin to see how it really comes to for on circus. Oh. All the acts of God that He does, and of course there are infinite amount of acts. Really, all of the acts of God can be categorized under three categories. That's it. Interesting, right? They could actually categorize everything in the three acts that he does. See? I'm going to tell you what those three acts are. The first act is called the Anahogos Hakiyum. It is the actions that God does in order to fulfill the purpose of creation. What does that mean? To fulfill the purpose of creation? We know that God decided, we don't know why, that He wants to create a situation where mankind, especially the Jewish people, will have infinite bliss eternally. Wow, that's great. And since God clearly is eternal, no problem. So we cannot imagine what that is. Could you imagine existing forever? Forever. Forever. I mean, even after a hundred trillion years, that's like a drop in the bucket compared to what's left, which is infinity. You can't. And not only that, but during those times, right, you actually are receiving or experiencing infinite bliss. What a party. Imagine. God decided he wants to do that. We don't know why, but that's what he wants to do. No problem. As I say in English, bring it on, right? But he made this decision. He said that, I don't want to give it away. I want people to work for it. You need to earn this, you know? That once explained a couple of, two months ago, whatever, concept of dread of shame and so on. But without that, notwithstanding that, God decided that he wants to do this with a condition. The condition is you need to earn this state. It won't be, it won't happen for free. Now, obviously, that changed everything because it meant that God had to create a situation called this world, where you could do whatever he wants. Then if you did the job, right, then you'd get this other world which goes on forever, obviously. And, of course, there are all kinds of problems with that because then you're risking it. What happens if you don't do the job? If you don't get it. So it's obviously associated with tremendous risk. Or whatever it is. Uh, So therefore what God had to do is create a situation, right, that has a deficiency. And then he can point to you and say, remove that deficiency. Because if there's no deficiency, there's nothing to do. Obviously. Obviously, right? So what God did He's created this world. And this world has a tremendous deficiency. What is that? The deficiency is that God removed himself from this reality. He's gone. Now, he's not really gone. He just doesn't allow you to see him. That's really what it is. It's like if you have eyeglasses, right, and I don't want you to see me, right, What I do, right, is go over to your glasses and paint it red. You're not going to see me, although I'm still here. That's what God did. He painted our eyeglasses red, and we can't see anything. And what's the tech? So that's the deficiency. It's called Hester, concealment. That's the deficiency of this world. What God wants is to do what? To undo that and to bring him back. Yeah, he wants to come back. You see? So he says to the Jew, you need to bring me back. There you are. That's the job. That's the task. You see? I'm gone. So that's what's called the chitzarol, the deficiency. And I want you to bring me back. And when you bring me back, right, you will experience me. And that's infinite That's it. So it's really, in many ways, true cause and effect. If you do the job, you get to experience God. You don't do the job, you get to experience nobody. You see? Now, obviously, it's far more complicated than this. I'm leaving all of that stuff out so on. But this is the gist of the entire what's called experiment. That's what he did. Now, but in all, in order to do that, God had to create everything. That means he created the entire universe. All 13.7 billion light years worth. He created it in an instant. It's amazing, right? And not only that, he also created, right, the spiritual worlds. And there are realities beyond ours that we don't see. There's the reality of the angels. You see? Many other realities, called ilamas, realities, they exist too. Now what God wants us to do basically, you see, is this. We need to somehow recognize that there is a reality beyond the physical, which is the spiritual reality. And as part of that spiritual reality, it is God. That's really what he wants. In some way you have to turn your attention away from the physical and not be fooled that it's a reality beyond, that is the real reality, or I should say the essential reality, and that's the reality that we're going to experience eternity, and so on. Now obviously there's much more. And I'm cutting it very, very simple, what the overall idea is, without any complications. Okay? Now, therefore, we now can understand the actions of God, the first category. It's called anhogas the actions that God takes to fulfill the purpose, which is a situation that has a deficiency that we are commanded to do. And as a result of that, we will now have another reality called the reality of God. Okay? Second set of actions. Well, if we have to do a job, guess what? God has to look at us and he has to see, are we doing the job? That's called mishpat, judgment. So God waits for the acts of man. Specifically, he waits for the acts, basically, of the Jews. Because they're the ones who are commanded to do this. The non-Jews, believe it or not, their purpose lies in helping the Jews do this job. They don't even realize this. When a goy helps a Jew do the to the tikkun, the tikkun is to repair or rectify, that's their job, then he is unbelievably rewarded. What do we see today? Not only do they not help the you, they kill you, or they destroy you, right? Or they impede you, I mean, just beyond belief. They don't realize the whole merit of these people is only in so far as the help the Jews bring God back. That's it. You know? It's astounding when you think about that. And the Gemara, the Chazal, say that. It says that if the Goyim would realize that when they assist the Jews to do the Tikkun, that is their merit. That's what gets them to survive in the future world. Because they also get that, not like the Jew. But if they help the Jew, that's what gives them right. And if the Goyim realize that, then it says that they would appoint two muscle-bound guys would stand over every Jew and force him to do the mitzvah. I'm just saying they don't know. You see?
1: shame that they don't know. Don't you wish that? But I'll tell
0: you something interesting. Okay, I will answer your question. What's the greatest book ever written in terms of the most uh, spread out work? That's it. You know, how many people have read the Bible. Hundreds and hundreds of millions. What does it say in the Bible? Doesn't it talk about God and the Jews? That you are my people forever? That you have to do the commandments? You have to be righteous? You have to be holy? They read it. So where are these jokers? It's not that they don't know. They don't care. You see, many of them don't care. Or they've been what's called obfuscated by other religions, which are nonsense. You know? There's no credibility in the other religions. Because almost all other religions have one guy that said, I spoke to God. Really? Prove it. Whereas we see from the Judaism that God spoke to the entire Jewish people. What a difference. But anyway, without getting into the, uh, the, uh, what's called the, uh, the credibility okay. and details of that, therefore they do know it. You know, most people have read the Bible whether you are Jewish, obviously, whether you are Christian. They call it, what do they call it, the Old Testament? You know, they all read it. And even the other people of the world, the Bible, the Bible is so famous that many people have read it. But it's an incredible book where God speaks to a man over and over again for 40 years. What? i
1: am trying so hard to... His it's a so never. far. Never. They never do this. Never, never this level. It's a show far. Never. At never first he left. tried the music. It didn't work. So now
0: he's yeah. <laughs> now he's trying with the. Yeah, I, I, that's part of the goyim that don't want the Jews. Exactly. To assist the Jews, right? <laughs> Called living proof, right? Anyway, you see. So what God then does is, since He made the entire rewards of the future world. He made the entire reward of the future world, right? Then God had to do Mishpat, judgment. He has to look at each Jew and see, well, is he is he doing what I asked him to do or not? Right? So those are the so God waits for the Jew to act and then he judges the Jew. Mishpat. And that's really what Rosh Hashanah is about, right? So on God judges the world. That makes sense. But here's the problem. Problem is this because if you leave it up to mankind to do the job of what's called tikkun to repair the, the world, right? And they have free will, because that's the whole point, right? What happens if they all sin? All of them. comes out that nobody's doing the will of God. Nobody. What's the problem? That means mankind can frustrate the will of God. God wants mankind, especially the Jewish people, to exist in a future world, right? But if everybody sins, it's not happening. So God will have done all of this for naught. And God doesn't like to be frustrated, obviously. So what God did is he instituted a third series of actions. What are those actions? That's called the Very important idea. It is a very mysterious han series of actions and what it is is this that God instituted a way a we don't really know how that even though everybody needs free will and he could do the mitzvot because that's obviously what God wants him to do he instituted a series of actions right that guarantee that all Jews will be that, that, that the Tikkun will be accomplished yeah even though we have free will, you see? Now we don't really know how it works, although we do know, what was that?
1: it's free will.
0: Oh, no, but it is. It has to work within free will. And the major way that it works is called the Surin of suffering. When somebody suffers, he's actually doing the it, Tikkun. It's not just him being punished. The critical reason for the Surin is that that helps them repair creation without going into how it works and so on. You see? So there are three ways to do the tikkun. There's mitras, mammoths, chuva, repentance. If you do the commandment and you don't do it, you sin, so you can regret that and that's repentance. Or you soon no suffering. Suffering is a backup system. You see? Because if you didn't do the job, God has to do the suffering. And that's one of the reasons why there's so much suffering. Because the Jews have not done enough mitzvahs and repentance over the generations. That's the reason for the exile. That's the reason for all kinds of suffering, you see. And therefore, God brings that. So, the this series of actions that ultimately will guarantee that the Jews did the tikkun, right, that's the category that includes all of that. So, you have three actions that God does. Got that so far? Great. It's very simple. Not simple, really. Very clear. Now, the we don't know how it works. Nobody knows how it works. The classic idea is righteous people who suffer. We don't understand why. And evil people who prosper. We see that all over the people who are really evil, I mean, really bad people, you know? You know? Uh, And they prosper. You see? I mean, um, this is a word of current events. Trump made a tremendous mistake. I hope he learned his lesson. You know what his mistake was? I mean, he made many mistakes. This thing destroyed him. Well, I should say booted him out. He underestimates the level of evil that people have. That's what he did. He was president. What he should have done is go after all of them. Hillary, Como, I mean, all these guys. Right? And he didn't because he couldn't believe that people could be so vicious and so evil where all their focus was on to destroy them. They're not interested in the United States. They all prevented him from doing his job. Because he's too busy defending himself against impeachment. That's what his mistake was. He doesn't realize how evil people are and to what extent they will go to wipe you out. That's, that's what he made a mistake. I hope when he comes back, which I hope he, which I believe he will, he will, you know, undo the mistake that he made. Not, not go after these people unfairly. Get the FBI and the Justice Department to do their job. But obviously they're not doing their job, you see. Okay, but that's evil, you see. So therefore, we don't know why they're successful, right? And and, and that therefore God that's all mysterious. In fact, one of the most mysterious things of all is Rabbi Akiva. He died at 120 years old. He died in Caesarea. The great Rabbi Akiva, who has not heard of Rabbi Akiva, one of the main transmitters of the entire Torah. He died in Yom Kippur. He died under the Romans. Okay? And he died in a torturous way. They tortured him. They took a comb of iron and they scraped his back. They ripped his back off. Yeah. This is Rome. They want to kill a guy, okay. He chop his head off and he, he goes quickly. Why why kill a guy like this? What's the point, you know? This is mankind. You're looking at the great people of mankind. The Romans. Anyway, believe me, me, everybody before that was no different. Anyway, just look at the Taliban, you know, or what they did Put people in cages and then they fill the cages up with water and watch them all drown. We can't even believe, begin to understand the evil that is in people. Whatever. Anyway, he was dying. So the malachim, famous, they said, this is the Torah, this is the reward? Have a guy die like this? Would die like this? You know, for what? He's one of the greatest transmitters of Torah ever known. So what did God say to them? He said, quiet. If I hear another peep out of you guys, I'm going to destroy the world. That's what he said. Now, to us, we don't understand what that means. Why? Wouldn't we have destroyed the world? What do you doing? Flexing your muscle and threatening them? Why don't you answer them? Right? That's the question. Not only why God did that, but what kind of answer is that to the Lord And the answer is, that is the answer. Because God said, the way Rabbi Akiva has to die is part of the Anhogas HaYichud. It's part of the system that guarantees not only he, but all the Jews will be in the future world. Now you want me to tell you why? I can't. I cannot reveal why, because if I reveal why by to you guys, then the Sultan will also know he's also an angel. And guess what? He doesn't want me to do this to the Be Kiva, because indirectly everybody now survives into the future world because so that's what I know the say is. He's going to prosecute against it. So I can't reveal why. You see, so that's what God said. If I hear another claim, I'll destroy the world, not because I want to destroy the world, because the sultan will prosecute every time I try to do something to save the world, and I won't be able to do it, so the whole world will cease exist. It was really an answer. You see? Therefore, this type of anhoca is concealed. We don't know how it works. But every time you see righteous people suffering, the Holocaust is a classic. Han in Zayichov. astounding what happened in the Holocaust. You know? And when the Mashiach comes, all of this will be revealed. Got that? Good. We now know there are three things, right? Well, let me tell you something. This last Han Hoga has a history. What does that mean? Who is guaranteed to survive in the future world? And the answer is that initially it was mankind. So Adam Rishon is the first man. He sins. Well, too bad. But the Anogas Hayichud says can't kill him because if you kill him, there's nobody else. So the Anogas Hayichud, the backup plan, guarantees that he must survive and have kind and evil. They sin, more mankind, chase, and so on. So the anogas of Yichud guaranteed that somebody has to survive. And even by Noach, right? When God destroyed the world, he didn't, didn't kill everybody, right? Noach survived and his family. That's because of anogas Yichud. That somebody has to survive. Now, God decided that mankind failed in its ability to do the people 2,000 years. And finally, at the end of 2,000 years, you have what's called the generation of dispersion. where they're building this tower. Like they to war with God. So God decides that I'm now going to take away the ability to do the Tikkun and give it to Avram So God comes over to Avram and says, okay, it's your job. So Av- Avram Avinu was very, very bright. He says to God, he said, wait a minute. Maybe they will sin.'" And you wipe them out, just like you wiped out the generation of Noah, Because there's only a guarantee that mankind has to survive. Not a nation. Anybody. See? So God said, in response to that, I will now guarantee that the Jews will survive. Wow. That never happened before. See? So the Anhogas the backup system, the guarantee system, now... Fell on the Jewish people. So they must survive. You see? And that's why God said you have to go to Egypt. What happens if they fail? Then then the Egyptians will afflict them. That's kind of the you see? So that was great. That's what our Roman accomplished. That every Jew must survive. You see? Even if mankind disappears. Interesting. But then we go on. Right, Abraham, at, uh, what do you call it, Egypt. And then the Jews mm-hmm. are sitting at Mount Sinai to receive the Torah, right? And all of a sudden what they do is what? They they do the sin of the golden calf. So God says, I want to wipe them out. Achala, honicholi, leave me. achale, and I will destroy them. Wait a minute, you can't do that. You promised Avraham Avinu that the Jews must survive, right? So how did God get out of that fix? So he said to Meshach Abenu, I will make you a great nation. You see? He had it out. He would take Meshach he would give him the 12 tribes, right? And the Jews would survive. But not in the original form, not in the original form of the 12 tribes. Wow. You see what God did? What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? If you're going to wipe out the Jewish people, so he told God, no, I do not accept. I'm not interested in taking over. And if you wipe them out, you can erase me from your Safer. Which means the answer is no. I don't accept. Well, if that's the case, God, I hate to say it, he's stuck. Because if he wipes out everybody, including Moshe, hey, you promised Avram Avinu, and you made an agreement with him, into that. So that's why God says, say it in the Kippur, solachti, God says that to Moshe, I have forgiven, kidvorecho, on your words, what's your words, and you refuse to become the Jewish nation. You see? God says, solachti, I have forgiven you, kidvorecho, according to your words, Moshe what words did Moshe Rabbeinu say? I refuse to accept. So God had no choice. He had to allow the Jews to survive. So what Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished was incredible. So God agreed that the Jews in the form of the 12 tribes that come from Avrom, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, they are guaranteed to survive. You see? What an incredible accomplishment. I think one
1: question has been listen to the man
0: Hold on, hold that. So I said, I don't lose my train of thought. Okay, got that. So we now have. I do that focuses not on mankind, and not even on the well, on the Jewish people, but in the form of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov's twelve tribes. So that was an unbelievable thing that Moshe did. You see, now when the Jews did the sin of the golden calf, and the clouds of glory which protects them, and now we understand. That they are the symbol of the Anagas and That the Jews will always be protected. So they returned after Yom Kippur. They returned on the 15th day of Tish, which is Sukkot. Which means that the guarantee now envelops the entire Jewish people. Isn't that interesting? That's the beginning of our understanding of Sukkot. What that means is the following. You see, if you, you know it's God, renewed this covenant with the Jews, you see, not that the original covenant was canceled, but it changed. It now changed to all Jews from the Abraham, Abraham Yitzhak, and Yachar. Therefore, God says, since I am now renewing the covenant in this form, you now must rededicate yourself to me. We've got to sign a new contract What's the contract? And now we begin to understand what Sukkot is. Sukkot is the holiday that the contract is renewed. You see? It's renewed from our part to do the mitzvahs and from his part to give us the future world, to guarantee us the future world. And now we begin to understand what the mitzvahs are. Let's take a look at the sukkah. What is the sukkah? The sukkah is the symbol of the guarantee. That's what we are underneath a temporary hut, so to speak, right? Even though it's temporary, rather flimsy, right? Because God doesn't need a house to protect us. All he needs is him. So the fact that we sit in the sukkah is our declaration that we sit under the shadow of God. That's the guarantee. You see? So when you sit in a sukkah, you are sitting in the guarantee that you will survive and enjoy the future world. That's one. But what about the mitras? Well, the lulav and esroid and the adasim and the arabas, they represent the mitras. In fact, if you add up the word esroid with the makhya, plus the three mena adasim, arabas, right? And uh, Lulav equals to 613. They represent the Karyad Mitzvah. So, when do we wave it? So that's what we do. So we wave it in Halel, because that's our job, is to praise God, to acknowledge Him in Halel. But what do we do? We point to all four corners, and what do we say? That no matter where you take us, we will serve you. You see, so we waive the esed and the lulav and so on. That's we will do the tarryak, the six thirteen commandments, and all the points. No matter where we are taken, we will always do it, and we do it in hallel, which means that's when we praise God. So that's our end of the bargain. That's our signature. The lulav and is our. I'm sorry, is our signature of our part of the deal. We have a contract. Right? Now you understand why this Rudolph and Esri, a godsman, are lovers. That's what we do. That's our statement. We will always serve you. We will do the 613 commandments, no matter where you leave us. We will say, Hallelujah. We will always praise you. That's our, that's one clause. The Sukkah, you don't know, is, is a clause that we agree that we will always be protected by you. You see, I want to tell you something interesting. Today, after what Biden did in Afghanistan, everybody realized America is a paper tiger. There's nothing. can't rely on America anymore. They abandoned their allies. They abandoned their own citizens and all the Afghanis that protected them or that worked with them. What kind of a loyalty is that? You're looking at the ultimate betrayal That's what Biden did. He betrayed people that helped him. To believe the evil of this man, you see. Utter utter betrayal. So we realize that the only one we can rely on is God. So this sukkah that's so flimsy, that can be blown away, whatever, this is a greater protection, right? That will guarantee us ulum haba and anything anybody in the world can offer us it's very relevant for each time after what happened right so that those are the two main mixes now we understand why is such simcha because until then god wanted to spoil the jews and make much of the jewish people he said no so what that means right is that we now know that we will survive right that's incredible And that's why the Torah says Simcha. That's why Sukkot is such a holiday of joy. Because guess what? We are guaranteed to be in the future world. Which is eternal bliss, right? Infinite bliss eternally. I mean, what greater Simcha is that? Right? What greater joy is that? And it says three times in the Torah, and you will be joyful. But the first joy is that we will do the Tikkun. The second joy is the Messianic era. It's all revealed, right? The third joy is the future world, There's no greater joy than that, that we will survive infinitely. I mean, you can't even imagine what that means. And we're all guaranteed that. Is that incredible? You know, you, you, you can hear it, but you don't appreciate what that means. You know? Like somebody, if somebody came over to you, right? And said, I like you, I want to give you a check gift. Right? And he walks over he writes a gift of 100 billion dollars. Would you smile? Smile. You jump up and go right to the soccer, right? Why? 100 billion dollars. I mean that's, like, for what? Idamha mean, is infinitely greater than 100 billion dollars? You see, it's infinitely greater. We don't even know what awaits us. Daddy, that reality, you see? So God is right. We will rejoice because we are now, we have rewritten the contract where all of us are guaranteed. Isn't that amazing? Now we know why we say Hoshana. Because Hoshana means save us because you have promised that we are all protected on our longest To save us. See, so Hoshana directly confronts that Promise of God that all the Jews will be protected. That's why we say Oshanas. See, which means save us. We say it all seven days. You see, that's why Oshanas is the circus because that's part of what the holiday is. That we'll all be saved. See, why the seventy oxen? Because why seventy? Because the Gemara says that this corresponds to the seventy nations of the world why? just a little, little Kabbalah because there are ten spheres there are ten emanations of God that create all reality but each sphera has ten sub-spheres you see but the main ones are the seven the lower seven so you have ten spheres and they are composed of ten but the last seven are the main of all ten so 7 times 10 is 70. Now, what is our job? The mitzvahs. Well, when we do that, we bring in the unbelievable spiritual force or light of those 70 spheres. That's the Avolda. That's why there are 70 nations. Each nation has a job of one sphere, Bring down the energy or the light. But if God dismissed the non-Jews and he gave it to the Jews, what did he do? He gave them all 70 to the Jews. See? That's why you needed to have 70 Neshomus people who entered Egypt. Because Yocheved was born between the walls. She was number 70. Because each Jew represents one nation. 70 nations, 70 Jews had to go to Egypt. You see? It's fascinating. So we offer 70 Purim oxen because they represent the 70 aspects of the spirits that we took over you see that's why now what about the jewish reason? why do we have Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov coming right you know why because if you think about it if this is a rededication of the jewish people to do the mitzvahs and to be protected by god well who is the one who are the main principal figures Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov right? They're the ones who made the agreement with God. Moshe and Aaron, they gave the Torah, which is the instructions of God, right? And Yosef and David is Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, And they finished it all. So those seven come because they were the principals in making the agreement. So of course they have to come to the circus because it's a rededication. It's like a new contract. So they got, they got to come to be part of the contract signing. Right? Of course they have to come. They're the major idea of what Judaism is. The ones who made the contract, the ones who, who instructed what to do, and then the termination Jews do it. The two the two Messiahs. See, so of course that's why we have ushpiyos. They got to be around when everybody's signing again. You see? Incredible when you understand what's going on. You see? But now, what about Shemini Atzeret? Why all of a sudden do we have a new holiday called Shemini Aceres? The answer is, you sign a contract, who signs? Both parties. It's not unilateral, it's bilateral. Well, the first seven days is our signature, where we say we will do the Mitches and so on. Shemini Aceres is God's signature. You see, that day is God's signature. He signs on to the agreement. That's why it's not Sukkot. It's another holiday. It's his signature. You see? That's why you have And of course, what's his signature all about? Right? That he will give us infinite bliss. But really, what is it in the Messianic era? Is the Om the Messianic light. The Sefer Torah that we dance with on Simcha's Torah is the Messianic light. Not the Torah of Matan Torah, that God gave us the second luchus. It's the Messianic light, and that's why the Torah that we read on the first day of Sukkot is Messianic. If you look at that Torah, it's all about the Mashiach. So when we dance, we are dancing with the ultimate Torah, the Messianic Torah. You see, not the Torah we received on 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 uh, Shavuos. You see. So that's why there's such incredible joy. Because that terror is incomprehensible. You see, that terror that the, uh, uh that, we uh, received on the Messianic time and so on, you know. And therefore the joy is just incredible. And that's why there's such unbelievable dancing. And now we understand one more thing, which is very important. At the end of time, the Gemara says the following that all the Goyim, all the nations of the world, when the Mashiach is here, they realize it jigs up, as they say in English, Right? It's over with. So you know what they're going to say? They say, wait a minute, we also deserve reward. Why? Because we built so many things that the Jews can enjoy. And then Torah, we built bridges, we built tunnels so they could travel, we made cars for them. So we also deserve a portion. So God says it's true that you did that, but it was only for your own purposes to charge tolls. you never had in mind to help the Jews and it's the Kavana the intent that's critical so I don't give you anything so the Goyim say you're right we don't really deserve anything because it was just for us it happened to be that the Jews indirectly deserved we didn't do it for them of course not but the Goyim, which is interesting they say you're right but you are a God of infinite mercy. You're right. We didn't directly benefit them. We indirectly benefited them. Because because we built it for ourselves, they benefited indirectly. Please, give us a chance. Give us one mitzvah to do. But you've got to do a mitzvah. So God says, okay, I agree. I will give you one mitzvah to perform. Right? If you do that, you will get Future world also. So imagine what, what the, the the weight of this, you know, the, the what's called the, the, the gravity of the situation. What mitzvah did he give them? Sukkah. So God said, okay, I'll give you the mitzvah of Sukkah. So they all ran to build the Sukkah. It's a Gemara. gemara like this is what's going to be the, the end conversation. Yeah. So they so they all ran quickly to build Sukkas. Imagine all the nations of the world are building a sukkah, right? And they all went inside. You see? Because they're all hoping. We're talking about eternity. that That's the deal here, right? So what's God do? He takes out the sun from its case. And all of a sudden, it shoots up to 110 degrees. Whatever that means, he took out the sun and it's full grown, midday, you know? And all of a sudden, they're going out sweating like crazy, right? So what do they all do? They all walked out of the sukkah. And as they walked out, they kicked the door open. And they walked out. Now, the question we have to ask is, why sukkah? I could have given them some other mitzvah. You know what I'm saying? And well, why do you take the sun out? See? Because now you all know. Because what is sukkah? Sukkah commemorates the fact that all Jews are guaranteed in the future world. But the golem said we also want to be included in that guarantee. That no matter what we do, we also want to be one included in the guarantee. You see? So what mitzvah is the statement that we are in the guarantee? Sukkah. Fine. So God said do the sukkah and that will be your testimony that you are under the guarantee. That I'm going to say you could what? But I told you, what's the major way that God administers that particular action? Suffering. So God said to the Goyim, well, I'm saying that, but I want to show you, I want to test you to see if you can also suffer. Because that's the way the device works. So he took the sun out of its case and he made them suffer. That's exactly what the Jews do to do the Anogisayichud, Right? He did the exact same thing. He didn't do anything different. But what the goyim do? So the Jews do what? We take it. Right? Thousands of years. The goyim, they walked out of the sukkah, they kicked the door open, said, we're out of here. The God said, hey, you know, you're not even doing what the Jews do, so there's no guarantee for you guys. Right? So guess what? You're gone. Now we understand why he said sukkah. Because Sukkah is the acknowledgement of Anogas So God said, okay, so you do it also, what the Jews do, on Sukkahs. And you will be subject to the exact same process, which suffering. So it's not that God wanted to be unfair. He did exactly what the Jews do. Subject them to the mechanism of Anogas Ayyahut, the guarantee. It failed. You see? So it's amazing that the Gemara actually says that this conversation is going to take place. At the end of time, and I can see why. I mean, when everybody sees the Mashiach, is here, and all of a sudden the Jews are the kings of the universe. I mean, that's that's what's going to be. Like it says in the Novi, you know, ten goyim are going to grab onto the cloak of every Jew and beg him to take them to Juice them with him. Because that's how the Jews will be the supreme nation of all time. You see, it's almost like groupies. You know, where you have these Hollywood actors, there's the people around them hoping to take off some of their success. You know, that's what's going to happen. Why? Because what the Jew will have access to is the divine presence. That's what he is. Every Jew will be a prophet. Everyone. So the divine presence, like it says, I will dwell in their midst. Right? The divine presence will be within the Jew. So if you walk over to the Jews, you can feel God. Who doesn't want that? That feeling is the greatest of all feelings. It's infinitely greater than heroin. You know what I'm saying? So that's why every goy is going to run up to the Jews, let me have some of this, you see. And that's why all the guys are going to realize, wait a minute, you, mean you guys are going to get this forever? We've got to be part of this. And we're going to be gone? It's over with, you see? That's why everybody's going to go crazy. And this conversation, according to the Gemara, will really take place at the end of time, which makes sense, because as soon as people realize what the story is, right, it's over with, you know. So, could you imagine all the evil people of today are going to beg the Jews to save them, Obama, Hillary, and I'm just trying to make it more real for you, or well, Biden is so lost, he doesn't even know what's happening anymore, right. He's not going to be You know, he says, huh? Messiah? Who's he? You know? Uh, and, and so on, you know. All of these people are going to beg the Jews, let me have something of what you have. You know, and not only that, you guys are going to have it eternally. We will be annihilated, and that's the end of it, see? So on, see? So we understand now that tomorrow makes incredible sense. And more than that, you now understand what Sukkot is it's all about a rededication to reinstitute the agreement right? if the Moshe Rabbeinu said no so in a certain sense God was forced to say okay what's permanent now is the Jewish people in the form of the 12 tribes well, or no, no longer take a Jew and make him the uh, Jewish people out of him you know, so that's a tremendous simcha. see, so when you enter a sukkah You've got to have a smile on your face. Because you walk into something which has never happened before. Remember, by all the Mauritians, mankind was guaranteed to survive. Not the Jews. I mean, there were no Jews. You see? And even by Avram Avinu, you see? Until Moshe Rabbeinu came along, put it back for all Jews and so on. That's what the Sukkah really is. That's why Sukkah has this incredible amount of joy you see, and that's why you now realize what simple is you are dancing with the Torah of the Messiah that's really what you're doing, you see Messianic Torah and so on that's why it takes place on God's signature that's His, right, and that's why the Shemitah church is not uh, is not a uh, it's a different holiday, it's amazing that's why it doesn't have any uh, it has only one sacrifice not a whole bunch of them and so on and you make a Shekh Yonu, it's its own holiday and so on, you see. You know? And that's ultimately what we're have. So, what we're looking at is a tremendous possibility. Sukkot is messianic. You know? It has all the earmarks of the guarantee. And so on. It has all the mitzvahs. Like I say, even in the end, it has the messianic Torah that everybody dances with. You see? So we have to hope that this Sukkot is the last circus before Mashiach, you know, that the joy that you witness now, you know, will be incomparable to the joy when the Mashiach comes and does away with all these showing. I mean, it's just incredible how many evil people there are in this world, you know. I mean, there are some good people also, you know, but most people, if you think about it, even if they're not evil in that way, that they do harm to others, that's really bad. And there are people who want to destroy others. They're the worst. Then there are people who harm other people. Oh, destroy the guy. Okay, so you're going to get shaken up. kids. There are so many people that are narcissists. They love themselves, right? They're not interested in anybody else. You see, there, there are so many... I don't know if I'd call them evil. There are so many rotten people out there, you know. Fortunately, there are people who are very good, who really care about the welfare of others, chesed, and so on. And you do find that. But guys also have their chesed institutes. So in the end, they will be rewarded. It doesn't make a difference even if the God. they can't do tikkun with it. That's the difference. When a Jew does a mitzvah, he brings God closer. When a guy does a mitzvah. It increases his luck, his model, but it doesn't bring God closer unless he becomes Jewish. That's the way the difference, see? And that's the main thing, is to do the tikkun, see? That's why in the end, even a guy that will receive, right, a reward for what he did, has to go to a Jew to get the reward. He has to take off something from the Jew some aspect of his can then that he also has it you know but other than that nothing you know it's like it's like they say imagine you know uh how has the mushroom you know the jew is going to drink water you know some of the drops they he's drinking falls back into the pond or whatever then somebody else is drinking out that water from that pond says wow what a what speak of water because he's experienced the Shekhinah from that drop that fell from the mouth back into the ponds. We don't even know what Tidusha a Jew will have once the Mashiach comes, you see? And that's basically what we're all waiting for and so on, you know? So the holiday that clearly demonstrates this all the Mitzvahs, you see? And accentuates these ideas the See? So when we walk into a sukkah, right, you look around, and you say, Wow, this is incredible. I'm free. I will always exist and always be under the shadow of God. That's really what the sukkah is. In fact the gematria of Sukkah ninety one, the same Gamatya as Yutke Bovka, the divine name, plus Elokim. Those two add up to 91. That's really the shkina is represented by the roof, the shkach. That's why the main part of the sukkah is the shkach. You, know? you know? And therefore, that's what sukkah is written uh, really all about. There are other questions, but once you understand the theme, then you realize how they're all answered. It's great. So now you have a handle, as they say, on what really is going on. Any question? A zillion. What? Huh? A lot. Um.
1: um
0: oh, you said a zillion.
1: yeah Um. Okay. So you forgot to mention <laughs> I that think we're Mish- going
0: to need an eternity.
1: Yeah, to Brazilian.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. Uh yeah. ah, You're great, Amy. Nisuchamayim. <laughs> why? What's nisuchamayim all about, and why was it accompanied with such unbelievable joy? The answer is that nisuchamayim, that mayim water. Represents the Torah. Water is a universal solvent. Torah is a universal salvation. That is the Represents the power or the force of the Spirit. That is poured down the despair. That's what it represents. So we are actually witnessing what's called the, the Shefa. The divine flow. That water, which they took and they poured it into the Mizbeach. See, that represents the divine flow that comes down. And on the Mizbeach, it was open that the, everybody's forgiven. You see, it's like God says, you know, all of you will stand in front of me. Toho, pure, I will forgive all your sins. You see, so that's why it's, it's like they say one of the prophets, I think it was Yenah. Yenah was a regular guy. Die, you know, whatever, you know. And we danced at the time of the Beis HaShoeva, where they grew the water. They said, that's how we got Ruh Kodesh. We a novi from that. Because that was the incredible flow of the divine power, the spheres. So that's what the mind is. And it makes sense. Because this is all part of the agreement. You do yours, and I will give you mine which is the Yisr HaMaiyam. See. Yeah. Got it. Can I say Shemini Yasser
1: and Shemini Yasser and Shemini that. but in Israel they don't really have the same days like
0: No, they have Shemini Yasser the eighth day. Right. So we have an extra day.
1: Have day. No, they
0: do. They have it on the eighth day.
1: It's combined. Co- combined. Do they get the same effect. Same
0: thing. we have an extra day because those days they didn't know which day was Yontav because the first day of the month was based on the observation of the moon see so we do two days so we can afford to have it on the second day they do it one day so they have it on on that day but in both cases it's a separate holiday Ace day.
1: okay so then why wouldn't we sit in the suqam that day
0: because I told you the sukkah is our deal our signature, not his.
1: So it, it, uh, but once he signs it, isn't it a combination?
0: No, oh, isn't well Isn't
1: it like a union? Once he signs it, then you're married. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, once you both sign a contract, but, then you're married. But, but we contract. don't sit
0: in the sukkah because that's our avodah, not his. His signatures he signs, right? That's right. minatesh, right? And that's it. And he and he gives us what we're supposed to have, which is uh-huh. the messianic light. That's his part of the problem. Our part of the thing is what? To do the and etrog and so on, and to sit, so we acknowledge that on to say could. But that's not part of what he So does.
1: that's, uh, I, I think someone said once that we do, after Mashiach, we still keep Sukkot. Yes?
0: Well, we keep Purim.
1: Oh, we keep Purim, yeah. So the Messianic Torah then, isn't it the, the Torah that eventually Hashem will explain all the secrets to us? Everything,
0: of yeah, correct.
1: So that's a, where we're dancing with, like we're hoping that we...
0: Well, the, the Messianic Torah, right, is it's like an iceberg, right? One-tenth is above the water, nine-tenths are below, right? So our Torah is one-tenth above the water. But really, the Torah and all the Kabbalah in the Torah, right, is way below that. And that's what it's, it's, The truth is, we cannot... In any way, comprehend the Torah of the Mashiach. In fact, I, I, I spoke about this when I told this year. What happens with the third-base amigdash? Remember that? With the level of Shekhinah, oops, with wow. the level of Shekhinah is on the level of Mitzirah that comes down and pervades the planet, if you recall that Shia. I gave it three weeks ago.
1: What's
0: that? Remember, I said, what is the third-base amigdash? It's really the Besamikdash in heaven that actually becomes physical and descends to earth. So the level of divine presence in there, in heaven, actually now comes here and we experience that level of Shekhinah in heaven. So we can comprehend that. That's what it means. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of God like the waters covers the seabed. Imagine what the oceans look like. Imagine how much Torah there will be. Yeah, and because we're getting the Shekhinah not at this level, at that level. Unheard of. I mean, it's pure supernatural. This is like, you know, it's like... Uh, so,
1: Rabbi, are you... you had
0: a question? Yeah. You
1: asked
0: uh, yeah, me, Yes. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Says no, um the Torah. You know, Esroy creates uh, you know, and, and, and so on, it actually uh, uh, it says the, the four species, you know, although it, it, they're very general, and it's in the oral law that we know what specifically they refer to, that's still the Torah, oral law, yeah. So the,
1: are the Ush Pehazim, they're like 18, but only one comes every night,
0: so yeah. who's
1: the second, is it Hashem?
0: oh no no it's, not, it's ADM,
1: not that they be
0: no it's not because of Adem, it's because they're part of the whole contract they did it I mean you know so let's say the main principles you know what I'm saying it's like you buy a company you know so the ones who got to come to the signing is the president and the vice president you know these these guys who run the whole company but what's interesting is even Yusuf comes and dub it because of the shift and nursing. A in they are part of the Yashchizim and that's interesting see God didn't left them out so you have all the major principles um, right
1: so didn't they say in Cheta Eger the women weren't involved in it and Cheta, the, yeah and the clouds of glory didn't leave the women one of them Mephashim said that at, uh, they didn't they didn't leave the women the women still had that experience with the Cloud, clouds of glory so Technically, is that why women don't have to sit in the sukkah? One of, I mean, I, mean no, I know we're not bound by time, but is that really also another reason why? Because we didn't do this and so we always had the clouds of glory. So we didn't have the returning of the clouds of glory, because we still had it.
0: Yeah, but you have to remember one thing. You know, the one who really does most in the midst are men. Right. So the women's mazo is, in many ways, connected to the man. So it's a team effort. Got it. So one, uh, it's like a baseball team. Right. You have a couple of players that are not doing well, the whole team suffers. They're not. It's not that they're not an independent team. Mm-hmm. They're all part of the same. They're all working to the same goal. Mm-hmm. So if that goal is damaged. So then all the players are, harmed. You know, mm-hmm. So, you know. Got
1: it. So then, did he say also that um is gonna is gonna appear on Hoshana Rabbah? See that. I
0: don't know, Shannon
1: yeah. or, or, yeah, Shminya said it maybe was. Yeah, one of them. They say that that's when he's going to appear.
0: Well, you know, you never know what appear means.
1: Right, right. Pure is that. Yeah, we,
0: exactly. There are many ways of peer, you know.
1: So, uh, wouldn't that make sense since it's Yosef or David? Like on their days?
0: Could. It certainly would make sense. And an speaking of Yosef, she's from Yosef, and how he begins this process. Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Yeah, make sure.
0: That Right. Yeah, but someday, you know.
1: Is any of this like elevated somehow? Because maybe it's the yoga year,
0: like the. Well, you know, I, I, I yeah. that's why I spoke. I said. We are, we are watching, which is very interesting, gradual fall of evil. All these people are incredibly evil. Evil is being recompensed. Tremendous retribution. I mentioned Cuomo. There was uh, Biden. Then with uh, Isla. Now the guy I mean, it's like all of them are being exposed as unbelievable frauds. You know, whoever is an honest person looks at this says, this is incredible. These are not people, they're animals. You know, they're just animals. The way they relate to everybody else, what they're doing to the United States, they're animals. You know, what Biden did to Afghanistan is beyond belief. He opened the betrayal. How can a man do that to his own people or to people that were loyal to him? Not in the whole made no sense. What they had to do was keep 2,500 people in background. They spent a billion dollars to build. Now what, if, what's really, you know, think about this. There are 35 million Afghans that have been taken over by 75,000 Taliban. And they're all butchers. Why? Where was the Rahmanis for 35 million people? And now they're all walking around with a death
1: sentence on their head. How about all the weapons that they must bear? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they have, they have, now now they have it. it. Yeah. Russia wants to go. So to it, China China. you
0: know, it, you know it, if you don't read this, you can't believe that this actually happened. It, it's it's like incredulous to believe that this, the United States on the Biden, did this. Doesn't it make sense. You know, a ten-year-old kid would never have done what Biden did. So the real question is, what's wrong with the United States? Are they stupid? They actually have a guy that's a moron, that's completely lost, surrounded by a bunch of incompetents, leading the United States, and everybody's laughing their head off. You know, I heard that Biden was, uh, gave a, with, with, what's the name, uh, in England, what's, his name, uh, what's the name, Who was the prime minister? Yeah, so Biden couldn't take any questions, so they stopped Johnson from taking questions. Biden can't take questions.
1: That was embarrassing, but it was because it started with Natalie Bennett, when they did, he was talking to President Biden, and Biden was falling asleep, as Bennett was talking and talking and talking, and they caught it on camera. So then they saw that Biden was starting to fall asleep while Johnson was talking, so then they, they had to, you know... It's the middle yeah
0: this, of the yeah, this is a president who's in charge of the back greatest. Back. in charge of the great? Yeah, because he, because he's you know half the time he's probably walking around in his pajamas in the White House, ready to go to bed. Yeah, that's what he is. He's uh, you know, he looks like he's tired in the middle of the day. I don't I Could you imagine if you were in Wall Street? Imagine if you had a company where the CEO was like Biden. They throw him out. Why? Because it's money. Guys destroying the company. He's destroying the United States single handedly. Well I should say with everybody else. It's inc- you mean there's no way to throw this guy out, including I heard Kamala Harris?
1: Afghanistan
0: and I mean where's the United States? The guys still got a 43% approval rating. 43 Are they crazy, those 43%? They their are. country's they're being they're destroyed, destroyed under their they're noses. That's why what? They're
1: they're crazy. Look at how many liberal Jews have voted, they're voted they're for Ayazi and Tlaib and, and, and I mean, people don't they just, they just took out our funding for the Iron Dome. But yeah.
0: Yeah, we have to send aid to the Palestinians who are throwing the bombs at us. You
1: know, is defines, logic, it's on us.
0: you know, it defines... All of this defines logic. Really does.
1: It's really it's, it's, done with our bubble. Everything yeah,
0: is just upside down. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's and, like, you know, it's an Alice in Wonderland scenario.
1: And Rabbi, the now... Queen now, of Hearts. It's crazy,
0: now. you know you off with your head, but why did you, off with your head and off with your head? You remember that? That's what it is. It's an irrational, psychotic government. And everybody doesn't care. 43% still voted for this guy, still approve of him.
1: So now the unvaccinated can't even leave the state, we feel that there's a, not only is there a divide, it doesn't matter, like, you know, half the country now can't leave the United States.
0: Why? Because they're not
1: vaccinated. Vaccinated. Now you have to be vaccinated to go on a plane. plane. You know, Biden told the, the president of Brazil that he's not welcome to come to the U.N. Because he he's good. not vaccinated.
0: Yeah, but he had COVID. You know, why, why does exactly. that why does have to be That's vaccinated?
1: What That's what he told him. That's the answer. And then he said, and then, excuse me, but in New York it's not a, it's not, it's only they for gyms and restaurants. I'm, I'm doing my job in the, in the UN and I'm coming. And he
0: just, he's like a Republican, the, the yeah. conservative. but
1: conservative. all the Latin countries, even the Mexican one, and even in like Haiti, they all are against the vaccine. The Latin countries are not yeah. so, but it's all the higher up first world countries that are.
0: Yeah, like all of this you should know when the country is so divided, the real threat is a civil war. This is what it takes to make a civil war. A tremendous division in the country. That's what it takes. And you never know. Biden, well, all yeah, that... They already
1: said that they're willing to fight against Biden because half of the black population is not vaccinated. So they're, yeah, now they, they want to march against... The, the He's the, going
0: to destroy all the blacks in Manhattan but last week there was uh
1: family that wanted to go eat and they didn't have yeah. vaccines. Yeah. They started speeding
0: up the host that wouldn't let them into the restaurant. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And it's really that is, no that that's how a that's how a civil war starts. That's what
1: I'm saying. Yeah. There's wonderful is. healthcare workers that are not vaccinated. You know, that are either losing their jobs, being yeah. forced to vaccinate Yes. It's still yeah. part of all the vaccines and all this thing. Hashem uses, is using the vaccines to do what exactly?
0: Well, I mean, look. It's,
1: it's, A bit, originally, we thought it was to help the people who needed it, but now what? What is the what is the vaccine for now? What is the divine hashkafa for it? What is this whole process?
0: I believe what it is, is it's destroying the unity of America. Not only a
1: a virus is a virus. It's
0: creating tremendous friction. Division. Division in the world, yeah. Right. And that's what they deserve. You know? Because they've corrupted civilization. They're like Sturm in America. I once told them they're changing the name of the USA, not the United States of America, it's the United Satamites of America. What it is? That's why and God will not tolerate this type of abuse, because that's the end of faith hey, and you know, kind of this stuff. It's the end of normal marriage and so on. It's ridiculous.
1: How, how long? What? You see what they teach in you were saying you cannot believe the parents are crying. this education that they give, themselves, rabbi, self. They they made them, they're making making kindergarteners write essays. essays. They're saying write an essay that you would not want your parents to see, and it has to be of immorality kind of nature. They were teaching kindergarteners about immorality on themselves. Write it, write it down in an essay. And in a cartoon, in a cartoon they would put on a thing. This is what you do, and this is what you can do, and this is. All in the cartoon.
0: You know what doesn't make sense? This is illegal. You can't, you want to, if You know what? if you have a public school, you can only transmit the values of the country in the sense that these are traditional values. You can't just put down what you think is right. Who cares what you think? You know? So what, what's happening is, I heard there's like many people taking their kids out of school,
1: Home? homeschooling,
0: yeah. 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 I actually, I agree with it 100%. It's
1: incredible. Yeah. It's like they're embedding the children into this system. It's all these systems that we need to break the education system, the medical
0: system.
1: All these systems are. Yeah. We're yeah. victims of it. It's the whole society really changed. I was looking at just headlines. Just headlines. And then there was one picture and it said everybody for some sort of. Like Hollywood event, I don't know. Like they were gonna. And that Gala. Everyone was wearing like, like the light, like see crystal. Through. Yes, see every single. So all, basically, they they had a big affair in the city. It's called the It's called the gala. Yeah. And all the celebrities were there, and they have big red carpet, and they take photos. It's all over the magazines. No. And, but the half of them are literally naked. They're wearing like a uh, neck. like They're a net. Wearing, they were Many. one was wearing the one that I saw was just wearing crystal necklaces, <laughs> like yes. it, it was
0: it
1: was so. No, it's got it's like panic. The they okay. just but then how Hashem it. worked that night, it was the most huge rainfall that came out of nowhere. Oh my like, God, you have no Hashem idea. Hashem needed to clean up and wipe but, the trash. So, yes. It was not and that. it was not supposed to rain, but Hashem was like <laughs> so gross by this behavior, that out of nowhere, there was a maful midnight, like at late at
0: night after this affair,
1: and it was like out of nowhere. It had to like walk by, like flooding
0: everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's called mini marble. mini marble. Well,
1: that's what I was. So so isn't it like anyway. when the Mashiach Ben Yosef comes, he's, he's going to reveal a lot of truth. Is, 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 do you think a lot of the things that we still don't know, like of the, about the government, about the medical, all that's going to be revealed to our oh, eyes, sure. like the, the truth oh, yeah, of it, is that a part of his...
0: Yes, because he's got to put a stop to it. Yeah, sure. Then you can see was. how corrupt the world was, really is. Of, yeah. One thing you know is that this world is headed to a downward spiral. You see that? There's no way to stop it. You see? And we are too close to the six thousand year, to, to in order to historically to stop. So we know that itself tells you that we are right next to the end, because you can't stop it. You see. So what's the point? So as God is saying, enough is enough. He's now entered the death spiral. We're going down, down, down. I have to stop it. Look, the whole concept of LGBTQ plus. They're finished, they're destroying everybody, and it's a downward spiral, because it's now constitutionally recognized, so it's over with. I have a convention to overturn this, so what's God going to do? Just look at the world getting worse and worse? You remember what I told you about the window? This is the window. You're looking at the window closing. I told you, it's going to go down to one nanometer, right? That's all the light that's going to come through. So that one nanometer bite right, of light, truth, and whatever, and the window is going to try to shut, which would wipe out the entire universe. That's the Kiddush of the spheres. So as soon as it's about to shut, in the second before the gates open and the Mashiach and the whole world is flooded with that oil. And then the gate, and then the window shuts. It's too late. You know, it's just because all the gates are open. This, you are looking at the window closing. Uh-huh. You'd never believe if I, if someone told you this a year ago what uh-huh. the what the United States would look like, you'd never believe it. I'm not it's not impossible. It. What? I
1: believe that so that news that years ago.
0: No, but yeah, the, no, but the, no, but the corruption, is, the no, degradation, you would never believe it. Alone. How could Biden have done this in eight months? He would to get the Guinness.
1: The Christians, yeah. the Christians, really? people like people all over, like everybody, hates the world now. They they just like no one feels safe. Yeah, so, no one knows what to do. There's nowhere to go. that it's happening here and not here. You could move there, but no, no one everywhere. Knows where to everywhere. There's, yeah. no there's, no, there's, there's no place safe. There's nowhere to hide. No, there's nowhere
0: to go. Yep, that's the windows closing.
1: And that's also Hashem saying there's nowhere
0: for you to come. No. Only Hashem. So would you just stay here? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, where are you going to go? You have to, in you know, other you have to surround yourself like a fortress. You, you just don't let it penetrate into your own life. You what know? if it
1: becomes communist?
0: I don't believe it will become communist. No.
1: Really?
0: No. I don't believe that. But you, it's, communism, as bad as it is, this depravity is much worse. And this is okay in capitalism. You know? You, 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 there are so many of those colleges that you cannot say he or she or him or her.
1: Yeah. They
0: ask you what What do you want to call well, call
1: And Pelosi yesterday said that um, capitalism isn't good for the country.
0: It's just a network.
1: It's in every
0: headline. Yeah, Pelosi is a retarded individual. They're all, they're all, you know, he's, you know, either moron. Pelosi, these are very, uh, what do you call it? Um, these are flawed humans. and God has given them the ability to be, to rule. That's what He's done. He's saying, I'm going to allow these people to rule over all of you, because this is what you deserve. You want to destroy my world, I will destroy your country. That's exactly what's happening. It's meter connected meter, measure for measure. This is what America deserves. They don't like to think of themselves that way. We, America, no. You are debased, depraved, you know, and, uh, which is terrible, you know. It's just tragic to watch what America has done. The good stuff it's done for so many years, and that this is allowed to happen.
1: Now, look at Israel. Even, Israel's even worse than us. Yeah. us. they become so So, what? Rabbi why, why, why would he do they that to the, the country? Arafat.
0: Oh. They, then they're allowed to rule. This is the end where all the evil is allowed to rule. It's like the last gasp. You know, where they say, okay, I, you know, give me one shot at it, you know. It's their last, as they say, the this, is ra. Ra, right? this is the last rah, right?
1: Rah,
0: without ha. the uh, Well, ho-ra is the last rah, pun intended. That's what it is, yeah. And that's, we know, that's what happens in the end, you know. Wow.
1: Yeah. So people say that they felt this way during the Holocaust.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is very similar to 1935 36. you know, the slow shift of totalitarianism. When did he start? When did like start
1: killing? When did he start?
0: Well, he wrote his book, Mein Kampf, in 1923. Long time. But he was voted in 1933. That's when he got into power, and that was it. But from there, it's all downhill. Because he was in power. He became the chancellor. You no. Know? But uh, this, this is the problem, you know. Yeah. I spoke about that. What that means, really, you know. So what it's in uh, I explained that you know? but uh, well obviously it's coming very bad. Unless unless
1: we you, unless you mean, get you know. Trump again, that'll be done.
0: I believe we will.
1: Either Trump
0: or the center. Because God does not want to destroy men that. So what he's going to do, this is like the interlude.
1: Right.
0: Okay, let them have their as they say, swing. Then he's going to And let them. a few people wake
1: up a little. Before the and I hope Trump here from gets now. smart. Yeah.
0: And he doesn't allow this to happen. Like I say, he made a terrible mistake. He underestimated viciousness. The single-mindedness of evil mm-hmm. to destroy them.
1: I think also because it's, you can't touch Hillary or her uh, husband, you can't touch them. Except when you touch them, they could bring everybody down, the whole government.
0: Well, they probably know a lot of information. That's what I'm
1: saying. That's why he didn't do it. I don't think he was dying to do it. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're right. How many that. times did he say that he wanted to get that? He, he he he, in fact, he promised. Yeah. When he
0: having the debate he with Hillary.
1: I think he just can't. Oh. The
0: whole government shut down. It's rotten, it's rotten, Because
1: they threaten that people in your family, you know, why? Why we've lost all these people that yeah. came forward and testified about things? Why people suddenly disappear? Suddenly die? <laughs> suddenly. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi.